They're taking cherubin pots strewn strategically along the daily. Shatter boys are tying paternosters in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time looms. And in the front bar of a top-end pub. You know, I'm a primary school cricket coach. Always said I displayed real test potential, but I thought it was just testing him. Smith! Oh, oh. What's going on? More! Rob, 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 Rob. look at the time, man. Oh, Come yeah. on, we got to go. Get your bums in the boat and get on with it. this very special edition of Tales from the Tinny, we be bringing you hits from the bong. We're on tour this week, Fishos, on the water, on one of the most accessible and spectacular billabongs in the top end, Corroboree, with the entire Australian cricket team. At our disposal. Some of the biggest hitters on the bong. We got beard on the tiller. Oi. We got some of the top end's best known fishing guides who are out here getting the players onto some fish. Hopefully. You might say the territory's first eleven team. Yeah, they when are. It the, comes the cream de la cream. The cream de la cream. So we're here with you, fishos, from sun up all the way to that difficult seven a.m. time, the time, Robert, when someone suggests, gee. It's just so beautiful on this billabong. You know what would be really nice right yeah, now? Yeah, look at how beautiful that comb-crested jacana actually is. It, Do you know what would be wait, beautiful right now? It, why isn't the esky open? We'll be with you through to 9am when it comes up again. Come on, mate, surely now it's time. It's just the mist has moved off the billabong. It's just so beautiful. It's only the most disciplined of fishers wait till 9, Tim, surely. All the way to 10 o'clock, which generally... That's about my mark, Rob. I mean, that's it. I can't handle it anymore. It's, it's just too beautiful. <laughs> Open the esky. And isn't it just lovely, a chance, Robert, for you and I to reconnect? A chance we've needed to connect with you, Beard, on the tiller. Oi. Our tiller man, more at home. It's fairly monosyllabic, but he's, <laughs> he he's great on the tiller. More at home paddling a kayak than running this vessel. We'll see how that goes, the tinny tender. Uh, the rules, Robert, you normally like, I mean, we're in your boat today. You normally like to dish out the rules. Something about not falling in. Ah, uh, yes. Rule one, stay in the boat. Rule two, do nothing that may interfere with the successful observation of rule one. Rule three, refer back to rule one. Got that, Beard? Oi. And speaking of rules, Rob, <laughs> I know how you hate forms, and I do just as much, but I got the job of filling uh, them out, the Ock Health and Safety forms for this ah, trip. lucky you. On the tinny. The sorts of info I had to fill in. Uh, distance and travel time, road conditions, boat insurance, like mind-numbingly boring. 
But then it came to this one. How will you ensure you have adequate shade, water and rest during the trip? At which point I'm complete, I've lost my patience. i got a hat. Uh, I responded with, rest assured we'll have a cup of warm milk before early Betty buys the night before. I think we're all well rested. I did. Yeah. If we need an emergency bush poo, however, and can only find sandpaper fig leaves, a common challenge in the savannah woodlands of the top end, we hereby waive the ABC from any legal or medical bills to remedy itchy and inflamed buttocks. Mm, not so much the buttocks. What I was trying to test in this Oc Health and Safety form is whether anyone actually reads it. <laughs> so then they asked, what's your plan for addressing any potential risks, including crocodiles? So in order to test if it was going to get read, I wrote... We'll also have the ABC-issued 308 rifle cocked and loaded in transom-mounted holster, freshly oiled and scoped into 150 yards with a delicious cluster at Meckett's Creek Practice Range. Mm. It turns out someone does read this. Someone, someone. <laughs> well, that's the way to find out, to me. Someone pretty high up in Canberra who issued a curt reply. Very funny, Mr Moore. Please confirm there will be no firearms on board and you will take your own toilet paper. This is Tales from the Tinny on the bomb. On the bomb! With some big hits from that bomb! With the Australian, the whole contingent of the Australian cricket team who are up in the top end preparing and acclimatising for their tour of Bangladesh. Bangers! They're, they're scattered on about seven or eight boats with some of the top end's best guides and we'll hopefully catch up with them all over the next hour or so. So I hope you can keep us company. But the show never really gets underway until we do this, Tinny. What's that? Are you right? Let's go. Soles Ortis. The sun is risen. Equus Venetikus. Piscatoras consectatio captura. The fisherman stalks his prey. Ofugio mulletus sorsum boss. Get a mullet up you. My ex had taken the kids for four days, so straight out the mouth of Sampan, around to swim, what could go wrong? Barra first up and swim, high fives, decide to get back out to the mouth of Swim Creek and do a few ten point turns and the steering cable snapped, bumping our way out of there, I said I'm not going home, no way. Not at 12 bells on Saturday. So we went and did a further 10Ks to the Dewey Reef and I'm pushing the motor around with forward and aft knee movements. Blowing 15 to 20 metre and a half rolling swell where we just couldn't stay anchored. Two and a half hour mark, we finally make it into the mouth. We're borderline on fuel, so we had to get on the plane and I wasn't prepared to spend another two to three hours barging up sampan. So we had to come up with another plan the next morning, which saw me sitting on top of the motor at the back and steering it with my ass, pretty much. So I sat on top of the motor. In unison, we got it up on the plane. I said to T-Borg, if you hear me yell, 
you've got to throttle back because I'll be gone off the bat. Why can't I just go fishing and, and enjoy it without being life and death all the time? Tales from the Tinny. This is Tales from the Tinny on the bong. Where we belong on where the bong. On the bong where we belong. <laughs> There's a white-bellied sea eagle which Beard was just casting at. Yeah, There's two that or, is against the law, Beard. Two or three darters just sitting up on the banks uh, drying their wings. There's egrets, kites... There's lots of birds here, Tim. The real highlight of the of the wildlife, though, is the comb-crested jacana, wouldn't you? I mean, isn't it just beautiful? Look at it dance. Look at it dance like Jesus, like Jesus himself atop the lily. Look at the, the feet on it. Look at the feet on it. I reckon we can make a good gamer today. Hmm. Uh, if we presume the Aussies are in the field, right? Stay with me here. Right, yeah, yeah. If a barra is clean bold mm. and a toga is, is not quite as glorious as clean bolt, it's still scoring, it's still a wicket, mm-hmm. maybe it's a, a run out, mm-hmm. caught okay. behind, yep. the number of minutes you've been on the water is the number of runs for the opposition. Oh, the bangers, what the bangers have got on the board. If, say, in Waddy's boat, his team gets a toga and a barra over two hours, the Bangladeshis are two for 120. Pretty I dismal. like it. Can I throw something else in, Timmy? Yeah. Corroboree hasn't been fishing all that well. There's been lots of rats, quite a few togas. If we get, let's say, a barra over 65 is a hat trick. I threefer. So if you get one 70-centimetre barra in the first half hour on the water this morning... You've got them on the ropes, Tim. You've got three for 30. Three? Three for 30! Oh, that's good cricket. That hits from the bong. Get a mullet up, ya. Go on. You've been dying to try. And there's no time like the present. Tales from the Tinny. Yeah, Mitch Marsh here. Glenn Maxwell. Pat Cummins. And Pete Hanscom. How are you enjoying the trip, Pete? Yeah, loving it, mate. Obviously, uh... Coming from Melbourne, it was pretty cold down there, so to come up to Darwin and, and get a bit of sunshine has been brilliant. Appropriate conditions for acclimatising? Yeah, it's great weather for fishing, mate, yeah. <laughs> I'm not up here for the cricket. <laughs> That'll come soon enough, boys, the cricket. Time yeah. to relax for the moment. Yeah, well, for these boys, I'm actually injured at the moment, so I'm just up here running the drinks, but um, I'm sure these boys are pretty pumped to get to Bangladesh. Have you been able to actually uh, throw a line, Mitch? You're uh, fit enough for that fella. Yep, I went out to the oil rig on uh, Tuesday night. Oh, did you? How'd fellas. you go? Yeah, got a few Mackies and uh, had a bit of fun. So, yeah, I was absolutely loving it. I was stoked. What was a few Mackies? Uh, oh, look, uh, probably would have got about 20, I reckon, which was like, unbelievable for me. I've never really fished for Mackies, so it was awesome fun. It's insane out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable, mate. There's so much life. Um, the oil rig in itself, just at night, lights up, unbelievable. So, yeah, so much fun. Are you a fisherman generally, Mitch? Yeah, I fish whenever I can at home um, and whenever we are home, so injuries are, aren't great, but sometimes if you get a bit of time at home to go fishing, it's not so bad. What about the rest of you? You, you fish those yourselves? Not really. I've been a few times, mainly with Mitch. Um, I've been up to the Billabong before, um, and today's really similar. Um, we get, keep getting told there's barra here, but I'm yet to see one. So it's been a slow morning? Yeah. The, the beer's been good, though. <laughs> it's been an outstanding start to the day, so... 
probably they'll keep flowing, and I'm pretty sure we probably won't catch anything more. Oh, our, our boat's doing pretty well. I think at some stage we'll um, we'll catch something. What did you get? Mouth almighty. Yeah, it's huge. It They're prized up here. As bait. Size doesn't always matter. <laughs> <laughs> the man responsible for the ordinary fishing thus far is Jared Godson of Real Screaming Fishing Tours. What do you have to say for yourself? You can bring them out to your favourite spot, put the favourite lures on, but if they can't fish, they can't fish, can oh, they? Oh, steady on! Hey! Blaming them! What a sledge! No, no, no. Well, I'm just getting the sledges ready so the boys, when they're over there, they can cop a bit of shit, toughen the boys up a bit, but oh, we just had a bit of a play this morning. We'll go out and work a bit harder and chase. I see a lot of the other boats running around everywhere, so it might be a little bit quiet out here today. We've worked hard for last week. We don't need to work hard now. This is our day off, so... <laughs> We're just expecting the fish just to hook on. Just quietly. That's Jared's job, so he's failing. There's always a backup plan on the way back into Darwin anyway, so... Fish shop. Strippers. <laughs> Straight into the hydraulic show at one of the, uh, one of the local front bars. <laughs> um, apparently you get a good cup of tea there. <laughs> right I And a sports drink. <laughs> back to the fishing, mate. You've been working um, Shady Fresh a little bit? Done uh, Shady Fresh, um, Darwin Harbour... We've got, um, obviously, out here at Quabri, a lot of family trips this time of year, so bringing them out to catch fish, um, see the wildlife and, and do the whole top-end experience. Um, shady fresh, yeah, getting some nice keepers out of the fresh side. Uh, boat ramp's just about complete. I think the last pour is this week of the concrete. It looks sensational, can't wait to use it. What's, it, what's the big difference it's going to make for fishers out there? The, the angle of the concrete ramp, it's not flat anymore. They've built it up 1.3 high. So um, it'll be just, you, you won't have to drive your boat into mud and slush and crap to, um, to launch your boat. It'll be fantastic. How are you getting them on Shady Fresh? Oh, casting and trolling. Yeah, so um, some bigger lures um, have um, pulled bigger fish. The uh, warmer conditions for the, for the dry, Jared, uh, producing decent barra out of the harbour? Yeah, I think um, these warmer days, I've fished even out in the Billabong this, this dry season, I've only fished two days all year under 25 degree water temp. So um, as this water temp stays at 27 degrees all day, bigger fish, uh, bigger fish in the harbour, bigger fish everywhere. Do you hear that boys? Bigger fish coming. Yeah, yeah next week probably. <laughs> so thus far then, how long have you been on the water this morning? I've uh, been on the water about an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay, that's 90 minutes. Mouth almighty don't count, Rob. No, no. So that's none for 90. None for 90. Very poor. Say the barrow's a thousand cast fish, so we're about halfway there. <laughs> Correct. Well said, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you've got, it, it, you got it, this if you bluffed, wanna, if haven't you? If you want to stick it into those blokes, you stick it into them. Jesus, Godson. <laughs> good on you, God. Lovely to catch up with you. Have a great morning. Have, and have Cheers, a good tour, you. boys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Jared. Thanks, mate. Here is Hazelwood again. And, uh, oh! six I think he's got it wrong he's caught beautifully judged catch by David Warner it's it's through to the keeper they go up as one tales from the tinny Yeah, g'day, this is Packy Andy and uh, standing here at my bait board, which is today a command and control centre for a major operation. It's one of the uh, the biggest operations that we've uh, been called to respond upon in the last couple of years. <laughs> it's called uh, Operation Take the Cricketers Fisher Before They Go to Bangladesh. 
So we've got 44 people out on the water today uh, across 10 different boats uh, with some of Darwin's best fishing guides. The top um, 11. We're, we're calling it the first 11, even if there is only 10. It is, yeah. It's the first 11. Exactly right. Um, look, we've got basically two test cricket teams. So the Australian test team plus another team that played them in the practice match. And then, of course, the whole entourage. So there's doctors, there's media pe- personnel, there's security personnel. It's the whole box and dice. If you look this morning, it was 93% when we got up at 5.30. It's... Um, you know, this sort of emulates some of the conditions they're going to face, although it's monsoon season over there, so it's probably going to be even more humid. But, um, you know, a lot of these blokes are from the southern states, so just to come to this dry season weather is a massive change. I'm holding the uh, operational order here, and if you look at uh, page four, it does talk about some of the risks, and one of the risks is dehydration. So it's good to see that they're all hydrating. The Territory Sports Drink. The brown water. <laughs> are you running any dunny paper for us? Uh, no, but, you know, the 12-knot rule applies. If you're going to do it off the back, you need to be moving at a reasonable speed. That's the, that's a, a mitigation, we call that, of risk. And that works as a B-day as well, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good on you, Andy. Have a great day. Good on you, fellas. Who's your money on? Oh, my money's on Australia. Don't miss a moment of Tales from the Tinny. You can always download this whole show or any other episode from the Tinny Facebook page, ABC Radio app or your preferred podcast provider. The people you see on a billabong when you haven't got a gun, Dean, bloody... We do have a gun. It's a 308 ABC issue ABC issue 308 uh, crocodile uh, safety device. How are you, Dino? Yeah, really good. Thanks, lads. Been working the rock hole. How's it been going? Yeah, not too bad. Got a few small fish uh, and uh, one really nice toga. Captain got the toga, yep. Leading the captain example. of the team, not the boat. Yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah, generally I haven't been here, mate. I've been at Bino and the harbour. How's Bino been fishing? Yeah, the flats have been awesome, mate. Uh, we're seeing sort of 20, 30 barra a day on the flats, and if we can get a few good opportunities on some of those fish uh, biting, it's been good. Taking advantage of that uh, warm water? Yeah, they like to get up on those flats, and, and it's not too hot there yet. I'd say by September, October, it may get too hot, and we'll have to start looking for them in that little bit of deeper water. On, on the outgoing, as the water's coming out of the mangrove line in the snake drains? Yeah, and then the, probably the first hour of that push. Yeah, until it gets a little bit too dirty and they start to shoot up into the trees. What are you chucking? A lot of the time we're just throwing uh, little Z-Man plastics or little hard bodies like Tiger Lily bombers and Gold bombers and bits and pieces like that. I like a, bit, a little bit more run, so just coming off those neeps and starting to build a little bit. But yeah, as long as the water's clean and you've got good, good opportunities to see them, uh, it makes for exciting fishing. You're a bit of a cricket tragic Jacko, are you beside yourself here or what? Oh, mate, I'm in my element, really. Just happy to have the boys in my environment and, uh, yeah, looking forward to watching them on telly again and, and it's just good to have a chat to them in person. Yeah, at least, boys, you know that uh, Dino is a bloke who never, ever gets a duck. I don't think he's ever registered. Oh, you did register one oh, a year I ago, did get you? donuts every now and then. I am human. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I do try and uh, get the boys on the fish as much as I can. So you've been on the water two hours-ish? Yeah, a bit over two hours. Togas are scoring fish, so you're one for 120. Uh, it's the best performance we've seen yet. Well done. Oh, thank you. Good to see you, lads, on the water. Thanks, boys. Good luck. Cheers. Cheers. Jacko with a heap of the cricketers, including the captain, Steve Smith. Pretty relaxing much relaxing on the bong, as is as they should be on their day off. Well, they can relax. They've got a 63 toga in the boat. That's it. The pressure is off. I do wonder, though, last time the Australian cricket team 
was in Darwin. This was a number of years ago. Remember Andrew Simons got kicked off the team because right. he, yeah, he missed a team meeting and went fishing instead. Of course he did. Isn't Buff tempting fate here today? I think it's a different it's a different ethos these days, Timmy. Well, it's a different generation of cricketers. Yeah. Young uh, blokes attentive with nice haircuts, attentive yeah. to the task, yeah. disciplined. I think Roy said as he was marched out the door, ah, the day they started staying in the hotel rooms playing Xbox instead of going to the pub, I knew my days were over. Yeah, fair enough. The writing was on the wall, Roy. There's got to be some analogies, doesn't there, between the skills you need here at Corroboree, you know, to catch fish and those to be a top-level cricketer. Line and length, Timmy. Bloody the oath great, on the cast. Great pace bowlers like your Glenn McGrath. Line and length. Line and length. Just keep banging away at the perfect length. Eventually, you will get a result. Yeah. Yeah. Steady pair of hands, persistence, patience. Or the way I roll, this is maybe your lower order batsman, mm. or possibly even the way Davy Warner bats, except with a lot more uh, finesse. Davy does, of course, but just close your eyes and swing like hell! Yeah, that's more you. That's me. Just the give o- it the berries. When in doubt, give it the berries. The other key skill that both require is a finely honed ability to sledge. Oh, of course. We've heard it already. That's the greatest power. We hopped on Jared Godson's boat this morning. Those boys just start socking it into there, mate. Straight up. Excellent sledging qualities, which, you know, when you hit that tree and beard, you cop that white-bellied sea eagle before. It's all about the sledge. Possibly the key learning of the day. Steve Smith, captain there. You know how he's captain, too, of the three disciplines. Mm. Test, one day and T20. Yeah, yeah. Don't you reckon trolling is the test? The test match, like we're doing now, this, this trolling. The ability to Sit focus for long periods of time. It's like a test match in the field. But trolling. then, if you're trolling too long and you miss that strike, hey, yeah, that's yeah. what it's, it's all about focus. Casting is the one dayer, but casting a fizzer or a popper at night in a runoff creek that's going off is the mm. T20. Or a boiling school of GTs. Oh, or that's tuna. Yeah. Hey, that's T20. That's a T20. That's bloody, that's close your eyes and just swing like buggery. Tails from the tinny. On the bong! Shoot it. Share 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 it. Across the plains and around the billabong, Timmy. Yeah, the drunken albatross. Like a courier pigeon. Running hard. Bringing the hoys to us on the bong. It's like we're the cricketers, Tim. We're being chauffeured around by the beard. Our tiller man. The tiller man. Yeah, I'm not, and know. the abuse man. We can just... I don't know. I'm not sure. a drink. I'm not sure about the job he's doing so far, to uh, be honest. What do you uh, A solid 3.5? Oh, we've rammed Could into Could improve the, with more attention We've rammed into the lilies like more than five times. Mm. And all he wants to do is get the oars out. Bloody kayak. And cast, and cast at the birds. <laughs> So who's been giving us a hoy then? Mike? You mean apart from Parks and Wildlife and the RSPCA? Yeah, just, beard. Come on, just shuffle attention. on, shuffle on. Uh, g'day, boys! Just a heads up about a small gathering of fishos happening this weekend. Bino, 
RAAF Darwin and RAF Tyndall Fishing Clubs are getting together for the inaugural Interclub Challenge. Now, this will be a nice battle. Oh, can you imagine yeah, the I slagging can. that's going to be going on here? I can't imagine. We have 60 anglers signed up for, across all arms of the ADF and family. Should be a great weekend on the water with hopefully some good fish caught and hopefully some massive sledges delivered. I've put that last bit in. Petey will be out there. So oh, Petey be, will be out there. Yeah. Still more barra than Petey. That was from Woody. Good on you, Woody. A quick recap to George, who took the devilish hand of karma last week. Oh, the devilish hand. And danced the tango with her for two years. So Crispy on Facebook this week says, I'm told the only way to break such a curse is to obtain a slab of metre plus dew and rub it across the entire surface of the hull whilst holding your tongue firmly in the left of the cheek, humming the tune to Thunderstruck by Akadaka, <laughs> After you've pierced your little finger with only a 6-0, and specifically a 6-0 suicide hook. That should do it. Hey, Rob and Tim, it's been a while since I last sent you anything, but I have been listening and feeling sick at listening to some of the amazing reports you've been having. This is uh, from Matt the Architect. Long time no here, Matt. However, fueling your already healthy sense of pride in the NT's abundant bounty was not really the purpose of this email. It doesn't matter, Matt. It has gone towards that purpose. Yeah, there is healthy sense of pride mm. in the bounty out here at Corroboree Billabong. Is that is for sure. Bountiful on the mm. Billabong. Isn't it bountiful? Oh, it's bountiful. You see that comb crested jacana? Oh, Wasn't it beautiful? Oh, oh. So now, I just wanted some oh, wise oh. counsel on matters of possible family conflict from a couple of sage persons well-versed in matters of pet etiquette, such as yourselves. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, sage. Okay, okay. I listened recently to the sorrowful tale of hot dogs' final demise up on the Adelaide. Kai, very sad, very sad, Matt. And with the outrage at the unruly feline who sought to overtake her owner's prize, Tinny. Yeah, g'day, Damo from Leanya. Still go, living mate. that down. <laughs> and um, it's in the light of your balanced response to both of these crises. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, usually the Thank you, Matt. Where you were, <laughs> that I seek your wisdom on a matter of my own. My sister has a cat. Uh-oh. Cat is 12 years old. This is not going to end well, Matt. Cat has been moved from Perth, <laughs> babysat for two years, Uh-oh. while my sister resided overseas. <laughs> By you, Matt. Right. Ru- well, Robert, Robert is not the best guy Kat, to give sage advice here, Matt. Cat now resides in Sydney with my sister and her family. Yep. Cat was attacked by a dog last week. Well, that's going to happen, Matt. And was on the verge of death. That's going to happen too. Or possibly amputation or something else it probably Rob, wouldn't have liked. Rob, well, I think I've, I've, yeah. I've got to. I think it's diplomatic. I take over, Matt. I need to recuse myself yeah. from this correspondence. We know how Rob feels about cats. It goes on. My sister, love her dearly, loves this cat. Why? So, Rob, you can shut up now. So against council of family members and husband, decided to embark on surgery with the vet who had dollar signs flashing in her eyes to hopefully save the cat. The cat's now alive with three pins in one arm, a drip line in the other, and my sister having to feed it every four hours like a newborn baby. So here's the thing. I asked her in passing, gee, that must have cost a bit. She coughed and blurted out under her breath, uh, yeah, about 12000 What? Yeah. 12000 to, to which I grand? To which I responded. What? 12 grand? You can see my dilemma, fellas. Does a cat... Even a much-loved one like this warrant expenditure of anything like this magnitude. No! Yeah. That's the answer. The answer's no. That's expensive crab bait. 
I'm putting that at about 300 cartons of grog. 300 cartons of grog! You can't really handle that, mate. I mean, she is your sister, so you've got to maintain family relations for Christmas time. Change the subject, because that's outrageous. Now, we've had an international hoy, Timmy. The drunken albatross has uh, delivered the uh, red, white and blue envelope. Remember the old red, white and blue envelope? Yeah, yeah the international mail. It's from Guam. From Guam? From Guam, yes. As they prepare for nuclear conflagration oh, look, let's and, see. and the starts... ballistic missiles from North Korea. It starts off like this. Hey, tinny boys, f*** you. Oh. <laughs> Controversial start. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's all right for you, mob making your place impenetrable by putting the missile shield of leftover fireworks all over the buildings there and then insulting the pudding bile haircut bloody dictator pisshead despot king jong un hey, you've scared him off from darwin yeah. but now you've sued him onto us you did what? go a bit far the other week rob what are we gonna what are we gonna do we we, we need some of that bloody leftover territory day ordinance so we can scare enough from us because the bug is bearing down on us. Signed off, the people of Guam, who say once again, F- you titty boys. Shoot it, share it, shout it. Give us a boy. Righto, boys, off we go. What do you reckon we crack one, Skipper? A bit early, eh? Oh, I don't know. Wouldn't mind one. Oh, I'm keen. It's not too early. Razor blades. Well, I'm thirsty. We're doing it. Come on, crack it over. Hey, Fishos, it's confusing, it's divisive, it's the burning question of the age, and it's distracting you from the task at hand. Just when is it good to get on the gargle? Well, now you can put the argy-bargy to bed with hard science. The bonzer boffins in the Tales from the Tinny Lab have harnessed a staggeringly complex amalgam of Archimedean calculus, Galilean algorithms, quantum physics and Zen philosophy to knock up the universal yardarm! Sun's got to be over the yardarm somewhere in the oh, world, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Sun over yardarm. Dar es Salaam. Good on you, boys. Isn't science great? Combining elegance and sophistication of design with engineering excellence, the Universal Yard Arm comes in both matte and gloss finish with deck or gunnel mount options and utilises Einstein's theory of relativity to prove that the time to crack one is relative to how thirsty you are. <laughs> Science is on your side, Skipper. So no matter what time it is in your tinny, it's time for a tinny. The Universal Yardarm. It's more must-have merchandise brought to you by Tales from the Tinny Enterprises. Yeah, well, Rob, there there you have it, mate. There's the data. Who cares what the time is? The boffins have given us the data. You can't argue with science, I can't can't argue with science. It's an undeniable truth. I'm doing it. Just so goddamn beautiful out here, there's nothing else for it. Sun's over the yard arm. In Zimbabwe, probably. Uh, Sierra Leone? Bangladesh, Rob. Oh, Bangladesh, of course. The bangers. Here's to the bangers. Oh, why did we wait so long? Lion bowls to the on the back foot. He's been caught brilliantly by the man under the lid at short leg. 
waits and leans back and clips it high up over. It's gone for six. Stride delivers and playing on, looking for the pull shot, only manages to drag it back onto his stumps. Stark strikes again. Tales from the Tinny. You're listening to Tales from the Tinny. Get a mother up, ya. <laughs> As we stalk our way, aren't we just towards another boat? An image. Oh, he's very unattractive. An this image one. is forming. It's a bloke with a very, very long, very large lens. The true paparazzi. Pete Z. Zeroni alongside Bikini Dave. How are you, chaps? Great, gents. You guys? We're pretty good. Uh, what a dynamite day out on the water for, well, particularly for you, Zed, being uh, a cricket tragic. Look, stop. Just take your finger off the button for a sec, would you? Leave it alone. It'll fall off. We Sorry. do come up good in the lens, though, I know. Oh, uh, you guys are one of my favourite subjects. We've already heard you've had a bit of success, Pete, with one of the players, Mitch Marsh. The, the skipper, Braden Menzies, a living god amongst fishermen, <laughs> he uh, said he was taking Mitch Marsh out, and could I come out and assist him? So... I certainly did. We got over 20 Spaniards. When I say we, only Mitch and uh, Braden fished because my job was to re-rig all the rods. We lost about 25 lures. Yeah, Mitch said it was just insane, the quality of the fishing and the size of the max. Oh, yeah, it, just, it was amazing. We, um, we kept two. We kept the first one and the last one for a, because if you're going to take a mac out of the water, it's pretty much dead. So he took some shots, kept those fish and released probably another 18. What, what tides were you out there on? A couple of nights ago, so it was a fair bit of movement, about four and a half metres. But uh, movement's good. You want to fish the upcurrent side of it, and that's where the water's going towards the rig. Obviously, stay well away from it. Um, but uh, we just camped off at about 100 metres and uh, spot lock, and away we went. Dave, you've been uh, working all a number of places, but Dundee? Yeah, I did a couple of days at Dundee. Um, in the harbour a couple of days as well, and uh, out wide. Yeah, there was a lot of kilometres. I think it was 500 plus k's over eight days for uh, one race sail and uh, one or two barra. So a bit slow going on the sail? Yeah, it was. I think the full moon shut it down and uh, coral spawn as well. Uh, I've just been doing little random creeks in the harbour. You just pick a nice little tide, you know, below two metres for the low. Just running some little plastics through and see what we can come up with. Towards the end of the break, we sort of, we come through with goods and pulled in maybe half a dozen fish to 85 in the harbour. Dave, I don't know why it is that you've got shorts and a T-shirt on. Surely if we want to show the Australian cricketers what territory life is like and acclimatise them, you should be running your bikini. I've got nothing on that. <laughs> nothing to say, no response. Nothing, no. nothing for the press. <laughs> All out. No room for that in the boat. <laughs> All out. Thanks, bikini Dave. Thanks, Zed. Have a good day. Thanks, gentlemen. Mullet Moments. Yeah, Matt from Stuart Park here. I like to go fishing with my brother, Yacht Legs. It always starts off good, then after a few tinnies and if we haven't got on to much, I usually start my mullet survey. After a few calls of, yeah, yeah, five there, or 50 metres in front, port side, or up against the bank, eventually he cracks the shits with me and tells me to shut the up. But ever since I went that time uh, with Long Tom, he showed me the ways of the live mullet. I've been hooked ever since. Doesn't matter if I'm flicking, jigging, trolling. Got to keep an eye out for the mullet. Recently I did an um, extended survey <laughs> on the Darwin Ambon Yacht Race. I found out these things are evolving, eh? 
They've sprouted wings in their ever-elusive battle to evade the predatory barramundi. They've now learnt how to fly. Them flying fish, they're really mullet, I'm telling you. I've got the photos to prove it, brother. I'd put it to someone at Charles Darwin or any other distinguished, uh, whatever those places are, to prove us wrong. There might be a forked tail here and there, but look into the eyes of the mullet, and wings or no wings, it's still a mullet. Tales from the Tinny. G'day, Matt. I'm Matt Renshaw. Ashton Agar, how you going? Currently got the leaders Guernsey on. It's that weird-looking cod thing that you came, you know, about 10, 15 years ago that you used to sing on the wall. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah, mounted on a hat. So what, what's this signify, Ashton? Yeah, it's pretty special. The bloke that's actually caught some fish gets to wear it, so I'm up the front leading the ship. So what do you got on the board, mate? Two Saratoga and a very small barramundi. What size were the tigers? Very, one was very small, one was about, I don't know, what do you reckon? 65. 35, yeah. Having a great time. A few beers, tunes, a few fish, very good. <laughs> you haven't even, mate. <laughs> Practising the sledging? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've caught a few trees today, no fish, but impatient fishermen. When you can only catch trees and not fish, sledging is all you've got left? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of the highlights of the fishing trip I've heard. I've, this is my first fishing trip, so that's all I've got going for me, I think. Hopefully set with a bit of teaching by Matty Wade over there. Speaking of which, Matthew Wade and John Holland also, who have been sledged fairly and squarely by Mitch Marsh. I think, Matthew Wade, you were bait. I was bait, was I? I don't know why. I don't know. I want to clarify one thing. The hat up the front, that's not for the most fish it's actually the most dropped fish so he did get three fish today but he's also dropped five so ah and one looked good sized fish with 65 70 right yep. at the boat he dropped that ashton so there, that's my first hit but uh, what's mitch been saying about us he just said just call him the bait and tell john holland his legs are so white that's why he keeps scaring the fish away <laughs> and, he, and he might he might catch a fish if he can get off his bloody phone <laughs> Oh, no, please explain. Jeez, I got nothing. He's got me. <laughs> the only boat that's come to Darwin and lost his tan. But also, I believe, came along um, and was begging after sledging, knowing that a sledge was coming your way. He was looking for some beer, apparently. Yeah. Just popped over and forgot to bring beer out on a fishing trip, Mitch, but doesn't surprise me. We were actually playing the trial game and Mitch is obviously injured, so he went out fishing with someone else for some Spanish mackerel and just forgot to throw an invite out to the boys, so that's the kind of guy we're dealing with at the moment. No beer, and then goes fishing and doesn't invite anyone, so yeah, no, he's a good bloke. You don't even need to sledge, mate. If the truth is that he didn't bring any beer and came and flogged yours, you win. It's misfielded by Mitch Marsh. It skips away into the deep and goes for four as a result. (laughs) <laughs> We're on the boat of Captain Waddy of Barefoot Fishing Safaris. How's the morning been, Waddy? Uh, it's been good, entertaining. How's the fishing been? Tree on. Fish- yeah, <laughs> tree, tree, on. tree on. Tree on. Excellent. Yeah, uh, fishing was pretty hot first first cast. Matty Wade oh, there uh, just let one through to the keeper. Oh, grassed one. Yep. Yeah, yeah grassed one grass straight up. <laughs> and, uh, no, we, we've been picking up bits and pieces throughout the morning. It's been good fun. Bar on demand. Yeah, every time we've come across a good fish, we've had our favourite song playing on the stereo, of course. How good is that? Bear on the man. Bear on the man, <laughs> Champions, couple beer in the hot sun. Castle tree, repeat, until the job's done. Catch release, take a picky for the fans, because that's the way we roll. Bear on the man. You've also been fishing the harbour, Waddy. I read a post of yours that described one of the recent trips as some of the best dry season harbour barra fishing you've had. 
Yeah, they've um, just in the last couple of weeks, they've really started to pick up their game a bit in the harbour. They're on the job a bit more. Um, yeah, sort of a half dozen fish day par at the moment, and um, Dundee Fog Bay area is going really well as well. What sort of technique are you using to chase the barrow in, the, in Darwin Harbour, mate? Uh, that's all shallow water stuff. Like I, yeah, like most people who have ever seen me on the water, I'm I'm always within 15 metres of the bank and less than a metre, and, that, and that's where I'm getting them. And if you're not within 15 metres of a bank, you're within 50 metres of a pub. That's the one. So it's one or the other, mate. <laughs> that's why this is the boat with beer on it that everyone's coming to flog. They know where to come. Embarrassingly, ourselves included. Careful. We are tellers of truth, Robert. We are tellers of truth. And we're, we're here we're for the beer as much as any. Beers. Good on you, Waddy. Uh, how about Dundee, mate? What's the technique down there during the drive? Yeah, same th- same thing as you. you Usually this time of year when the fish are out on the flats there and just fishing that high tide. There's some skilled work going on here, timber work going on (laughs) in the background here as we're talking. That's what happens when you're born in 1996, you don't know how to use a fishing rod. First time he's ever been on a rod, Matty Renshaw. How many many trees has he caught? Well, I just caught two there. Yeah, he caught two in a row there. Double hook up. Comfortably double figures today, he's been in the trees easily. Waddy, this is one of the great challenges fishing with people born in 1996. What do you do? Yeah, oh, well, we kept, oh, look at him. <laughs> yep, so we kept him on the frog as early as long as we could so that he couldn't get snagged, but now we've had to give him a big boy lure and he's causing all sorts of trouble. On the flats down at Dundee, what tides are you looking for? Uh, I'm doing mostly the back of the moon for down there um, when you've got the real big highs in the morning time. So it's good because no one else is ever down there. They're all a bit scared of barrow fishing on those massive tides, especially after the moon when the water is dirty. But, um, yeah, there's a few of us down there and, and the fish are there, so it's good. Uh, Matty, you're probably, uh, I think you are the youngest member of the touring crew, uh, which is why you're copying the slags, right? <laughs> you, you, you haven't toured before? You haven't toured the subcontinent? I uh, went to India at the start of the year and got a bit of slack there from the boys, so okay, seemed to just come with me at the moment. Okay, you might have noticed it seems over the years many great batsmen like Dean Jones and Steve Smith have had some issues with uh, dehydration in the middle of the day, you know, a little gentle warm off to the side of the pitch happens sometimes on the subcontinent. There's great parallels with fishing in that regard too. You know, middle of middle of a session have had to have a little warm just off to the side. Yeah, I've heard that happen. I mean, I probably won't be doing that today. Oh, Barra. Maybe Matty or Duck might have to do that later on in the session. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing, mate? Well, he's just gone for his cast. He's just got out of two sets of trees, and he's decided to go the high cast, the lob cast, probably 25 in the air, and he's in the top of the trees. It uh, came out of the back of the hand, that one. Yeah, I think it may have. Looked like he was aiming directly for the black kite. Yeah, he's got it out again, which is good. He'll probably burst nest this up and then go again. We're not seeing anything of note or interest up that end of the boat. <laughs> what he, uh, as tellers the truth, as we mentioned, I can't let it pass that you uh, r- refer to what you've learnt in a recent ABT brim tournament and apply the techniques of the poo eaters down south to cracking the code of Barramundi here. What the hell was that all about? Yeah, so we had a, it was a funny couple of days down there. So we had a really hot day um, in one of the rivers where we landed... 16 barra and 12 uh, threadies in two hours. A re- really hot little session. I was real fired up to get back there the next day and, and the fish were there. We scanned them. We were there, they, they were there, but they just weren't weren't on the job. So we're fishing parallel to the bank, lo- or right angles to the bank like we are now, casting in there, but they were all, all sitting just in one particular zone. So I only had two guys that day. So, yeah, we pushing close to the bank and, and fish parallel to the bank. And that's what the, those brim dudes, are, they'll call it cranking the wall and, and just, just run it straight down in front of their nose. So the fish are pointing upstream, nose into the current, and bring that lure straight past their face so they find it hard to resist. Whoever thought we would have learnt from the poo eaters? The right? poo eaters, eh? Everyone, everything, everything on God's good planet, Timmy, has got something has to teach us. Except 
orange-footed scrub fell. <laughs> good on you, Waddy. My pleasure. And thanks, boys. Have a good tour today and have a good tour to uh, Bangladesh. No worries, Cheers, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, boys. <laughs> Tales from the Tinny. Captain Waddy, barefoot fishing safaris with John Holland. Motoring off into the distance. Matthew Wade, Matty Renshaw. Ashton Agar, who's leading leading the field, I've crunched the numbers. They got uh, one barra and four togas so far for three hours on the water. It's tough going at Corroboree, but that makes it uh, the Aussies are in the field. Bangladesh five for 180 on that boat and leading. I call that a good first day result, Tim. Good first day result. Solid. Not quite a barra on the man. Give someone a fish, they'll eat for a day. Teach them how to fish, they'll eat servo hotbox food before dawn and be drunk by midday. Tales from the tinny. We be on the bong. Matt Kell got in contact, uh, a trip off Dundee, did a bit of exploring for new grounds that paid off. This was exceptional, man. I don't know if you've seen the photos, you can mm. see them on Facebook. The size of the reds oh, the Empress. was mind-blowing. It was, it was very nice. The two-day trip was cut short after just a few hours of fishing due to a knife injury caused by a shark. As Sam observed that you, you never bring a shark into the boat and never give a shark a knife. <laughs> you should have known that. We were trying to cut a shark off late at night and it thrashed around and pushed the knife into my fingers, cutting a couple of tendons. Oh, wow. Yes, Nerves full on, and an artery. And an that is full on. So the trip finished pretty early. Yeah, keen to catch up with Matt hopefully next week because the quality of those fish were All caught right. in just a couple of hours. You know, before the knife incident, they had to turn around from a two-day and come home. JD Drinker posted a little meme though, Rob. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, that said in the comments that said when people talk about fishing with Matt they ask yeah but did you die oh Matt <laughs> there's obviously uh, this obviously isn't the first time no there's some issues there's some issues here. maybe we'll find Matt next week remember rookie we said he was the belching communicator well, when he when he sends a, a message it, it's in burps large Short staccato burps. burst so here, here we go hey you bludgers hey <laughs> decided to do a trip out of the oil rig Left Diner Beach at 5.40 and arrived just after 7. Mackie's jumping flat out. Queenie's cruising up alongside us and half-eyeballing us. And then taking off to devour a small baitfish. First Mac got taxed. Second one was gaffed. Sorry, I fell out of character there for a second. Second one was gaffed. High fives and hard bodies thrown back in. Then a few Queenies decided to grace our boat. Smallest was 80. Few more Macs. Then Stormy hooked a ripper. Peeling line hard. Landed it. It was a doozy. <laughs> Good trip home. Few electric problems with me tub. So me boat's name, Overtime, will be repaired by working more of that prescribed word, i.e. Overtime. Good on you, rookie. G'day to you too, Darren. Hey guys, how you going? Hoping you can help me out with this nasty little bugger. Mm. I went out Saturday night for a night fish with a mate and we anchored next to the island out the front of East Arm for the high. I caught what I think is probably the nastiest fish I've ever seen in my whole life in the NT. He took a video and started poking the spines uh. with his mate's torch. Yeah. You listen to this. That's all hard spikes. Yeah, don't do that. Kenny's a bit nervous. Uh, it's my favourite torch, man. That's amazing. 
Really amazing. Old mate really loved that torch, didn't he? Yeah. Ugly looking fish. Yeah, it was. Uh, initially ID'd as a Fukushima puffer fish. Ah, the old Fukushima yeah. puffer Before fish. further taxonomy analysis confirmed it as just a porcupine fish with very long spines. The Fukushima uh, porcupine fish, of course, mm. is a delicacy in restaurants in Japan, mm. although you know, your survival rate, uh, you, know, you pay about 500 bucks for a feed, mm. you get a bit of their gallbladder, mm. and the survival rate is about 2%. He had a good trip too. Uh, overall, 15 fish in total. Goldie's about 45 to 60 centimetres. Uh, then a mixed bag of uh, Spanish flags and reds and cod and sweet lip. And up to 80 centimetres Spanish mackerel. So bloody good fishing. Brad Coates last week reporting in on fishing the oil rig. Oh, yeah. Didn't miss a chance to have a crack at workmates. This was just a crackathon. It was a crackathon. This was like a, it was a full international test match slagging team going on there. Including Beans and Damo, who we referred to before, who had a stray cat take over his boat for two months. It wasn't a stray, it was his own cat. It was too, boat. yeah. Brad reckoned it had now taken up residence in his car, Damo's car this is, and was stinking out the worksite car park. Damo text said, hey mate, been wondering for a while now how Brad Coates has been getting so much time off of fishing with no consequences. Oh, this is good. This is good, Damo. Yeah, yeah. Just found out this weekend, gone, he's been buying the boss rum cans every week. Oh, you little suck. Oh, the lakes that some beeps will go to for a fish. Fair you, income. You little suck. Wait till the boys hear about this. I you, think they just did. You little suck. <laughs> I think the purple hard hat should be yours for the rest of the job, Brad Coates. Being for the squeezer of the week, whoever kisses the boss's ass most comprehensively, basically. Yeah, there's a comprehensive ass kicking. Good on you, Brad. Ass kissing, sorry. And a kicking from Damo. And another case, finally, for the jilted lovers after Ryan tried to swap that engagement ring for a boat. Oh, yeah. A few weeks Controversial. Back. Now another Darwinite on social media trying to sell his ex-wife's $2,000 wedding dress for 200 bucks, red hot, yeah. to buy a fishing rod and some beer. Well, you can understand that. The quote was, it's got a train veil and all kinds of shiny beady things, and the front looks like the chest plate off an imperial stormtrooper. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm picturing it. Personally, I think it looks like a $2,000 shower curtain, but what <laughs> do I know? I need 200 bucks for a fishing rod. And some beer. Now you're a bloke End who, quote. You're a bloke who knows a bargain. It's red hot. That's it's red hot at twice the price. You can message us too at ABC Tales in the Tinny and on Facebook. Give us a call on 1300 Mullet. Or hit us up on the email at fishing at abc.net.au. This is Tales from the Tinny with some big hits from a big bomb. Hazelwood with the last ball of the over. Flashed it in the air. Caught mid-wicket. He had a big swing at the last ball of the over. Warner faces Philander and he drives beautifully down the offside into the channel and away for four. Stark in again. He's around the wicket and bowls him. That's it. Tales from the Tinny. We've managed to skulk up full stealth style to the boat being uh, skippered by Trevor Robin. On board is probably, well, the, the most important man on the tour, you'd have to say, Darren Buff Lehman. G'day, mate. How are you going? Not bad. I would have thought the chairman selected is Trevor Holmes. Be a bit oh, more yes. He pulls rank. Yeah, he pulls rank. Uh, <laughs> it'll be an arm wrestle on here. It's, it's a, a boat full of elder statesmen. So uh, do you want to introduce us who's on the boat, Buff? Oh, so I've, I've got uh, Brad Haddon, newly appointed, obviously, fisherman extraordinaire. 
he caught a beautiful fish early on. Uh, what was it, Heads? The Barrett. Got Barrett. Barrett. No, he didn't. He's lying. Uh, mouth almighty. I think it was a majestic mouth almighty. Troy from uh, NTCA, CEO. He's been looking after us for the week, so he's been fantastic. Trevor Holmes, the chairman of He caught the first barra today, so he's very proud. Was it legal or illegal, size? First real one. Okay, he had to throw it back. It was actually a barra. Obviously, Ryan Harris, who loves the fact that uh, he caught a barra, but it was quite small, so he had to throw it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you boys, uh, well, obviously the senior echelon of the team, the, the young fellas have been playing up pretty hard. It's good to have a couple of days relax. You've been working hard while you since you've been here, Buff. Yeah, it's really nice. Obviously, it's five hard days. We had a couple of days of training in the, the three day game, so. Beautiful weather, conditions were great, obviously heading to Bangladesh. So for us to get out and experience something new, for a lot of the guys, uh, they've never fished before or, or been out anywhere in the NT. So see the crocs on the, the shores and obviously you know fish away, it's been fantastic. We've been workshopping the analogies between our great passion in fishing and you know the elite level of, of, of cricket and pretty much surmised the best analogy is a finely honed craft of sledging. I tell you what, in Waddy's boat over there, they've really got it nailed. The young fella, Renshaw, is it? Uh, Renshaw, he was lucky to make the actual uh, trip today. He was a minute before us leaving. Yes, I we heard. heard there was a $4,000 fine online, yes, we hear. Yes, uh, cash as well, so don't worry, they're good enough. But I tell you, he is really copping it as a result. He's caught more trees than anyone. Three or four in a row just while we're standing there. Really disgraceful performance all round, but great sledging from the teammates. Bull. Yeah, we can't really sledge too much. We've been, we haven't been too bad, have we, Skippo? Have no, we been the boys have been brilliant, mate. Tales from the Tinny. Have the facilities been uh, what you were looking for, Bull? Uh Yes, and some. So, yeah, can't complain. Uh, everyone behind the scenes has worked tirelessly to make it work uh, and hopefully get us back here. And from what we've seen over the last week, we'll certainly be coming back. No, it's been good. Um, and just a relaxing day. Now, Darren, uh, your name rings resonant bells with a, a lot of territory fishermen, of course, because our revered target fish, the barramundi, when it inhales its bait or a lure, is said to be boofing. Has that been brought to your attention today? Yeah, very much so. Obviously, I catch a lot of uh, barras along the way, so, um, yeah, I've felt that a couple of times today. Just unlucky not to really mean, but yeah, I understand it. That's how I got my nickname. That'd be because of the amount of, of barra that you have drilled in your time. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> good on you, boys. Lovely to catch up with you and good luck in Bangladesh. Thanks, boys. Cheers, Travis. No worries, boys. Yep. I might look those boys. Well, I think uh, we've just about wound up our on-water commitments here on the bong today, Tim. Yeah, just a few hours of hard fishing, as, as Buff said, reeling in barra after barra. Seeking size. truth wherever we go. And seeking truth, truth and accountability. So about time to haul this trusty tinny tender up aboard the trailer and potter off to the pub to celebrate a, a great day. and Great day. Plenty of hits on this bong.
Ah, oh, lovely. We've made it up the track to the pub, Tim. A little bit of a wash off and a freshen up under the sprinklers in the backyard near the crock pen. A few of the other first 11 up here who I'm keen to bail up before we all head back into town. See how the day on the water went. Let's um, see if we can get a word. G'day, I'm Dan from River and Reef. Yeah, I'm Brian from Darwin Barra Fishing. And I'm Trevor from Darwin Barra Fishing. Three of the first 11 who have been out with the uh, Cricket First 11 on uh, Corroboree Billabong. Uh, well, uh, thoughts, men? What's the Billabong looking like? Not fishing well at the moment, but prospects for the future. Trevor? Yeah, looking very, very good. There's a lot of juvenile fish around this year, so it's a great sign for the future. We've had a good wet, so we've had a great spawn, probably three spawns over this wet season. So looking really, really good. Yeah, Trevor, the nail on the head there. Plenty of small fish running around the joint. Plenty of bait in there as well, so they're all getting a real good start on life. Uh, they do seem to be getting a touch bigger each week. Brian, there were expectations from wreck fishers that it would fish better than it has been. Do we need more consecutive good wets to bring that that fishing back to the good quality we're used to in Corroboree? Oh, absolutely. Like if we can string a few of these good wets together, these fish are just going to grow. Next year they'll be 50s, the year after that they'll be 60s. Yeah, Trevor here. I actually believe a lot of those good fish that we've been getting for the last few years where the Darwinites have been getting quite excited and uh, going down fishing in the afternoon through the twilight and getting 80s, 90s, I think a lot of those good fish had this really good flush this year and have made their way down to the salt. So the expectations of a lot of the reco fishermen in Darwin will change once they sort of understand what the fish have done, where they've moved to. There are still big fish in Corroboree, but a lot of those numbers have thinned out and we've got a lot of those juvenile fish that have moved up into the wetlands to pack size on for the next few years have actually moved into their place. And amongst you, you're getting 10s and 20s, lots of rats, but you, you pulled an 80 out of there the other day, didn't you, Trevor? Certainly did, yeah. We got an 82, which was fat as a fool, been gorging on all the mouthful mighties. It was about 26 pounds, so it was a really, really good billabong fish. Um, and a lot of the little rats that we're getting too, like even 30, 40 and 50 centimetre fish, they are just so fat at the moment. And Dan, the amount of bait fish we're seeing in the system has to auger well too. Like everyone's talking about mouth almighties. How long has it been since people have even... I mean, maybe that's because there's no barra. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we had a trip there a couple of weeks ago, mate. I reckon we got 30 mouth almighties in, in one day. You know, and, and that's what the barra are eating. They love them, don't they? They love them. And you've got to remember, we're using plastic lures and we've got to compete against live bait. You know, so it's, it's tough. Meanwhile, you've been fishing... Lee Point and Harbour a bit, a few Mackies moving in closer as you'd expect for the dry? Lots of Mackies, lots of Queenies around, um, you know, even Barracuda, mate, you know, it's good fun for the tourists, they have a good time doing it. Uh, barra fishing at the flats off of uh, Finnis River, that sort of stuff, so it's been good. Fishing's there, you just got to move around a bit. And it's all about getting the tides right for that flats fishing off Dundee and, and, and through the harbour. Are, are they the same, Dan? Are you looking for similar tides for flats fishing at Dundee that you would in the harbour? No, you got to look a little bit different. I like to fish the harbour when it goes a lot lower, so you can fish the spoon, well, fish the drains. Uh, flats fishing, you don't want it too low, because otherwise you get stuck. So, favourite tides? What sort of window are you looking at? Darwin, seven metres. Dundee, no more than six and a half. Trevor, you been uh, fishing the harbour a bit? Uh, more bino. I did do the harbour one day during the week, and we did quite well around Hudson and uh, over the other side in behind Impex. Good barrel round. That was on about a two metre low. Yep, Bino's been fantastic this year. Good numbers out there as well. What size fish have you been getting off the flats, Trevor? Uh, a lot of 60s, a few 70s. But, yeah, the, the fish we're getting in the salt water, if you're chasing the uh, legal fish and keepers, it's definitely straight into the salt water. What's the uh, water temperature over there in, in those sort of shallows that you're working? 
Uh, about 28 degrees at the moment. Which is good for this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it's warming up, definitely. It's, it's been a little bit warmer a little bit earlier this year. So the big build-up's coming. Across the boats with the uh, Australian cricket squad guys, who was best on ground in your boat, Trevor? Uh, probably Buff, probably Darren Lehman. He, um, he top-scored with uh, a few fish, including a 10-pound caddy. <laughs> is that top score or, or negative scored? Well, he claims it's the only legal fish caught today. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> wrong. Not in our rule book, boys. Yeah, I think Gaz took it out on our boat, Nathan Lyon. He's just the goat. Yeah, the goat. Greatest of all time. He got one early 50s. That was that was our biggest for the day. Ah, Weathers, mate. Jake Weatherall. He was pretty much the only oh, one. Of course he did. We, yeah. We've been talking him up yes. all morning, mate, yeah, as yeah. the local boy. He's got to take it out, and he did. Yeah, he did, mate. It was pretty much only me and him that fished. Everyone else just enjoyed the day and the beers. What did he come up with? Just a long time. <laughs> what a great day in what the territory. What a great day on the bomb. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, good on you boys. Thanks heaps. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, it has been an absolutely outstanding day on the bong, wrapped up with a few coldies with the Australian cricket team and the Territory First Eleven at a local pub. It doesn't really get any better, Timmy, does it? The, the, the only way I can summarise it is just to keep reiterating how beautiful it was out there, Rob. I mean, the, the wildlife, you know, marked in particular by the comb-crested jacana. Right, enough now. So beautiful. No, really, enough. The wildlife was lovely and the, the mist and the sun. Stop it. It's a bloody long toms and comb-crested jacana. Shut up about the bloody jacana. Thanks so much to the first 11, the who's who, the cream de la cream of top-end fishing guides who have been really generous with their time, both uh, out on the bong and here at the pub as we hound them. And, of course, to the entire squad. Mm. The Australian cricket team. They'll be very cooperative, having a great time, a relax after working hard on their way over to the Bangers. Best of luck to the Aussie cricket team over in the Bangers. Hopefully they're acclimatised. That just about wraps us up for the tinny this week. We're done with the bong. There's a couple of cold sherbies calling our name over there that I think we need to attend to, Timmy. I'm done with the bong for another four years, Rob. I'm out. <laughs> Pretty much the Adelaide River as far as I'm concerned. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, get a mullet up, yeah. Tales from the Tinny.